this episode of Imperfect Action, I talk with Bill Courtright about building an optimal life. And now Bill compresses about a two-day workshop into 30 or 40 minutes. So you might want to listen to this one a couple times, maybe take some notes. It goes into a lot of detail here. I'm really excited to share it with you and would love to hear what you think. Of course, always looking for thoughts, ideas, suggestions on, on Twitter at Brock Edwards or, of course, at the website brockedwards.com. Uh, please let me know what you think. Hello, everyone. This is Imperfect Action with Brock Edwards, and uh, I'm always excited about my guests, but I'm particularly excited today. We've got Bill Courtright here, and uh, well, th there's so much I could say about Bill. I'm going to let him introduce himself, and then we'll, let's see where this goes. Uh, Bill, take it away. What, what, what do you want people to know about yourself? Oh, thank you, Brock. Boy, I don't like to talk about myself, believe it or not. I'm kind of weird. Okay, you're, so, you're yeah. on the wrong end of the mic today. <laughs> Yeah, this is usually I'm on the other end of, end of the mic and that. So yeah, I'll, myself. Okay, so for me, my uh, my career, I've been in in the personal development uh, arena for the last 35 years, and it started with wellness. And I was, you know, I grew up obese, and I mean, I was obese. So I, I was, uh, I lost 100 pounds three times. And so it wasn't that I had a lack of will, it was that I had a lack of knowledge. And so what I'd done in my career, I would go on to lose 123 pounds and become a, a seven-time bodybuilding champion. Um, and my real success, though, is um, that was when I was in my 20s, and now I'm in my I'm 57, and I'm still in keeping the weight off and probably in better shape now than I was then because my focus on my life has really been um, how do you get – an optimal life, not just health, but an optimal life. And my focus, my, my, I guess my expertise, Brock, would be stress. My expertise is in stress. That's, that's kind of what I discovered. So when I was trying to figure out weight loss, right, I was trying to figure out how, because I didn't have problems losing it. My problem was I couldn't keep it off. I kind of discovered, I went into the medical field. I'm a, a PA. I was working in family practice medicine and I just started researching, this is in the mid-80s, hard. I started researching about exactly what drives a metabolism. And I realized that metabolism was an interesting word because I, I came to the conclusion that there is no such thing as a bad metabolism. You've heard that before, right, Brock? That everybody tells you I have a slow metabolism, I have a bad metabolism. You've heard. Oh, those I, I, absolutely. That that excuses everything. I think, and it's absolutely an untruth because metabolism is energy. And what I discovered in in, in my early research in my career was that uh, we are, as human beings, we are built for one thing, and that is survival. And when we look at the way we are wired you find that stress is actually, and what's called, I, I coined the term the stress response. And what happens is, is that we are built for survival. And this response is one of our survival responses. And it's a response that never shuts off, but it is the response that can be managed. And it's the management of that response that determines whether your metabolism is working or it's not working. So there is no such thing as a bad metabolism. It's on or off. And a working metabolism is one that uses fat for energy. 
So if we look again, Brock, we're built for survival. Um, our survival fuels fat. If our body is imbalanced, and imbalance is when your hormones in your body are not communicating, and the body doesn't have the communication that everything is well, it shuts down its metabolism. And that's why we gain weight, we get sick, and and that's the that's the different parts of that aspect of my career. So anything you want to ask me on that? Well, you know, there's about 28 different drop, <laughs> jump off points in, in there, Bill. Um, you I know. know. And, and one of the reasons I'm really excited by having you on the show is, you know, you, you've been a serial entrepreneur and yet you're you're also focused on helping people develop that, this op- optimal life. And obviously, you know, you, you, you walk the talk, you, I mean, you, you, you downplay, you, you say, yeah, yeah, you've, you've stayed in good shape since, since you're a champion bodybuilder, but Bill, you know, we, we've met in person and, and seriously, you look like you're about three weeks away from being competition ready <laughs> at all times. That's a thank you, Brock. Thank you. And, and, and I, and the thing is that it's just my lifestyle. I don't try to do it. That's what people don't realize. This is just the lifestyle. And so as an, uh, and so what happened with me, I was in the Navy when I was in the medical field. And when I left the Navy, I had the opportunity to get a full ride to become a doctor. And man, I sat there and I go, do I want to be a doctor? I love medicine, Brock. Don't get me wrong. But Every doctor I met was unhappy. I ever met a doctor, and well, I was working with anyways, they just didn't like being a doctor. And so that's when my entrepreneurial career started because I really kind of realized with my research that I had done, and I had full ride to do it. The things I did, they allowed me to do was amazing. But I realized that I wanted to help people create that optimal life. And that's where my entrepreneurial uh, started. And when I stepped out, I started to realize I continued my wellness, but then I really got into the mind. And so I discovered these survival responses. First was the stress response, what I just spoke about, but then there was what was called tribalization. And I realized that habits, and one of the things that I had really started studying the mind back in the 80s and going into the 90s was habits. And why do we do what we do? Why do we sabotage our effort? Why do we know what to do and not do it? Why do we feel like we're trapped? Why do we set the same New Year's resolutions? Why do these things happen? And I discovered that there's a second survival response that goes with the stress response called tribalization. I, that's my, my coin that term, tribalization. And what happens is the first seven years of life, we are programmed. And how it works is we're born in a certain level of brain function, frequency. It's called theta. And it's kind of like the, the, the brain is recording. And what's happening the first seven years of life is we're recording our entire identity that we will carry into our lifetime. This identity that we carry is where we hold all our beliefs. This is what we believe is true. The challenge when we talked about becoming an entrepreneur or even trying to change anything in your life is that after age seven, you have what I call a cage, the comfort zone. Most people call it a comfort zone. I call it a cage because it's designed to keep you trapped within the tribe. Again, a survival mechanism we needed for that those 160,000 years that we were hunters and gatherers, we had to remain in a tribe or we would not survive. And so 
the two stress, the, the two survival responses are actually part and built within us to survive within a tribe during prehistoric times. And you start realizing that you want to make changes and you try to, to go on a diet. People try to start a business. People try personal development. People try relationships and they find that they fail the same way in their relationships. People try to make money and they find they can't do that. All these things are coming from the programming that you hold that you were given the first seven years of life. And the program, go on, Brock. Oh, no, I was just going to jump in there and ask. So, yes, please. And, and- so what do we do about that? Yeah, that's kind of like the thing, right? So I created the I created a um I've written a couple of books, but my recent one that I'm working on now is called um Stress Mastery. It's 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 a book of connection, learning how to connect. And I have seven steps to master stress. And the reason I say master stress because if we get into this, we have time, stress isn't even real. It's absolutely an illusion. There wasn't one single one of you listening to this show that was born in overwhelm, anxiety, and fear. We weren't born in that. That was part of the programming. So if we want to get out of that, we want to create that optimal life and a life of success, we have to be able to step outside our comfort zone or the cage, the comfort zone cage. See, we are so wired to stay the same, that the moment we step out, you're going to feel resistance. And then you're going to feel what that pull to pull you back in to your old habits. It's called a snapback. So the first thing we have to do to be able to step out of there is have our nervous system in the right place. And the first two steps of stress mastery is diet and exercise. You see, I don't eat and exercise in order to look a certain way. I eat and exercise so I can focus and I can progress my life forward. Because when you don't manage the stress response, and the only way to manage that stress response is through diet, there's no other way of managing it because it's a physiological response. If you don't manage that, you don't manage the nervous system. And so there's two parts of the nervous system, the sympathetic, which we call the red zone. When you're in the red zone, you are, you're physiologically stressed out, but you are also paralyzed to move out. You are in a reactive state of fight or flight. So in today's world, we fight by arguing, complaining, and we flight by, you know, running away, procrastinating. All these things happen when you're stuck in the red zone. So the first two steps to answer your question and it's a and it's a big circle around that question, Brock. So you know, uh, it's uh, is diet and exercise because you have to manage your nervous system. You have to be in the opposing nervous system, which is called the parasympathetic, and we call it the green zone. Make it real simple. When you have the right diet and exercise, you manage the nervous system. That's the purpose of diet and exercise. You're in the green zone. When you're in the green zone, is when you have willpower. That's where willpower is. That's where discipline comes from. That's where focus comes from. It's also where all aspects of wellness come from. You can, the optimal health and wellness is about the body's ability to recuperate each day. We cannot repair if we're stuck in the red zone. So to answer your question to start with, it starts with diet and exercise. And I know not too many personal development people talk about that first. They say, oh, you should take care of your diet. No, no. It's necessary because to try to step out of the cage, 
And that's what we'll call the, the, the comfort zone is a cage. To try to step out in the red zone, you're stepping out in what's called what I call survival stress energies. In other words, you're forcing your life. You might even make a million dollars, but you're not going to keep your health. And most likely, you won't keep your relationships. So you have to have, you know, your definition of success is, you know, as an entrepreneur, we want we want, we want freedom. That's why we're entrepreneurs. And if you lose your health, you lose your freedom. So that's the first two steps. Anything you want to ask about those steps? Oh, yeah. I mean, tons of things there. You know, one of the things that comes to mind is so, you know, we step outside of our comfort zone, we, we get stressed, we turn to our comfort foods or, or whatever yes. our, our comfort yes. release is. And then it sounds like, well, that just then feeds back into the cycle and makes it harder to break through that comfort zone. It almost makes it impossible. It really does. And and the people that have the strong enough will to do it will usually end up sick, burnt out, stressed out. You know, it, it's really difficult. And this is what uh, a lot, especially in today's world, more in today's world because we have more distractions. You cannot focus from the red zone. So we, if we really want to be a successful entrepreneur, to be successful in anything, we have to repurpose diet and exercise. And there's only one purpose for your diet and exercise, and that is to manage which part of the nervous system is turned on. If you don't know this or manage this, there is no way you can have wellness, but there's no way that you can have focus and step out and be out of stress. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, but one of the things I've appreciated about your approach is I, I've listened to you, uh, you know, on your podcast and, and events, read some of your books, is, is that you don't preach that one diet is right for everyone, that, you know, everyone's wired and their bodies are a little different yes. and, and have different needs. But when you talk about, hey, so this is like the most important thing to do, like step one, or maybe it's even step right. zero before you get to step one is, you know, get your diet in order. In broad strokes, are there any generalizations that you see that just really apply to everyone? Yeah. So one of the things I will tell you, uh, you're absolutely right, Brock. One of the things when I when I put labs to, I'm sorry, apologize for that. When I put programs together, I need labs if you want it done right. You want to have you, your blood work, simple blood tests, and they can. You could contact me. You could put it in the show notes. They can contact us, and we'll send them what tests they need, and we'll even give them a free consult so they can understand where they need to go. But simple blood tests tell us several things. What what we're measuring in the blood test is what's called the HPA axis, axis, A X I S, and it's the hypothalamus which is where the red zone, green zone comes together with the endocrine system. It's the pituitary gland, which is a communicating gland for hormones, and it's the adrenals. And this has to be set up. So we look at hormones, we look at everything for people to be set up because you need to kind of know how your body handles stress, how your body recuperates, and how does your body process foods. And the important thing about understanding the way the body will protect its fat stores is what's called the ARN, the Appetite Regulating Network. And these are very important hormones of the stomach and ghrelin, and the fat cells themselves communicate with a hormone called leptin. So you see, there's a lot of communication going on within your body. So I would say for everybody, if you have something where you feel like stressed out, you have to, first of all, it's the timing of your eating. 
you've got to eat at certain times and you should eat every three hours throughout the day once your metabolism is working. Sometimes I have to use intermittent fasting to reset the body. Sometimes I have to use the liver. It depends what's off for me to reset the body. But for general rules, everybody needs to eat every three hours. You need enough protein in your diet. Protein is essential for today's world. I'm telling you because protein repairs the body, stress breaks it down. We're under more stress. We, do you realize that we have more stress in one day than our ancestors who were running away from dinosaurs had an entire lifetime? So you would think that they have, you think, man, if I'm running away from T-Rex, I'd have more stress. Nope. We have more stress because the texts, the social media, the immediate gratification, it keeps our body stuck in that red zone. During prehistoric times, you'd see T-Rex and you'd run and get out of the way and then the you'd have what's called you have the stress response to get away but you have what's called the pause plan response which turns on the green zone when you were done so you you have to eat in regular intervals you have to make sure you have protein in the other thing is you need to have healthy fats and because this is what controls what's called your inflammation system inflammation is actually what causes all diseases and then this is very very important people is that when you look at the stress response, the two hormones that drive all the communication in the body, whether we're in a survival state or a thriving state, are cortisol and insulin. And insulin's a hormone that is driven by sugar. So you have to get the sugar out of your diet. You have to get these things out of your diet. Now, with that being said, everybody needs to live within a, a lifestyle program. So I live a program, right? So I six days a week, I eat to manage my nervous system. Seventh day, I eat whatever I want. And I've been cheating for 35 years, Brock. It works. You got to drink enough water. You could have the perfect diet if you don't drink enough water. And it's easy to know how much water you need. Just take your body weight, divide it by two. That's how many ounces you should, you should take in. If you're a hard training person, it works out, increase it a little bit. You have to take a cheat day. I'm telling you because that hormone we just talked about, leptin, is very important. It's the hormone that tells the body to burn fat or not burn fat. If you eat the same diet every day, the body will actually slow its metabolism down. You have to move. You have to exercise. And, and I just tell people, if you're not exercising, just start walking. You've got to move. But the best way to move is to move all day long. So if you work and you work for 50 minutes and you start moving for 10 minutes, go back and work for 50 minutes and move for 10 minutes, you actually manage the nervous system. So you have to move. You have to find the right exercise. And one of the exercises that I think that everybody should do is resistance training. Resistance weight training, they, the newest research that's coming out shows that actual weight training changes the way the body processes insulin. Insulin is part of the stress response. So those would be the basic things that I would say, Brock, but it's very hard for me just to give some things, right? Because I just don't know how to do it halfway. I guess that's the way I would say it. Sure, sure. You want to dive in, look at the blood work and figure yes, out the, I don't. You know, optimal diet. But but let me ask this. So, I mean, these are great general guidelines. Now, when you say enough protein, is there even a rule of thumb there for most people? Well, yeah, because here's the thing is that 
if you take in too much protein, you actually stress the body out because if the body doesn't use the protein, it will turn it into sugar. Sugar affects the stress response. So one of the things I, I say is you want little bits of protein for, for women. I like to have them eating five to six meals a day, depending on who they are, but, and they should get about 20 to 20 to 30 grams of protein per meal. And then for males, uh, I like 30 to 40 grams. Now, one thing I try to tell them is if you could do, I would do a gram per pound of body weight, depending how much stress you have. You see, it, it's really important. Now, you need combinations because you're eating protein. You need to keep what's called a pH balance, an alkaline balance in the body. So protein needs to be combined with vegetables. Um, like when I have a protein drink, I combine it with almonds. These are high alkaline foods that you can combine combine it with so you keep the body in a good pH balance. But again, it, I, when I look at somebody's blood work, I can see how their body's handling stress, and that's when I determine their protein intake. So a lot, lots going on there, too, too Bill. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot. So, and, you know, one of the things when you're talking that, that, that occurred to me is that, you know, weight training is one of those things where you say, yeah, go do weight training, but I don't know if many people actually know how to do weight training. I mean, it, if you know what you're doing and you go to a gym, you you immediately see that there's a whole bunch of people there doing yes. things that, that are on the verge of, you know, injury. And, yeah. and then, you know, if you're new going to a gym, you see all the grunting, shouting, banging, moving big things around and probably don't even know where to start. Like that's an intimidating thing. I, I agree. And I think you should get a professional. If you can, if you can afford it, you get a professional, um, somebody to teach you how to do it. Because here's the thing. It's not about CrossFit or beating the crap out of yourself, people. In fact, that could be detrimental as we age. Uh, the people that do well in those um, really hardcore training, whatever, it's hardcore endurance, triathletes, things like that, These they do well in their 20s. As they get into their 30s and their 40s, it actually stresses the body out. So I like there's – a, there's a woman I would recommend everybody to follow. Her name is Kat Tripoli. Um, and she wrote a book – um, she doesn't have a website or anything. We got to talk about her about entrepreneur, but her 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 name is Cat. It's C A T T and Tripoli. It's T R I P O L I. Wrote a book called Conscious Fitness, and it's one of the best weight training books I've ever seen. It's not how much weight you lift; it's how you lift the weight. Mm. And and so it, I'm very strong, but you'll never see me cheat. You know, it doesn't make sense to me. You want to work the muscle. And some people can start out weight training by just using a chair and some little dumbbells. Um, and so I highly recommend that you get a coach. But nowadays you can go to YouTube and you want it just a beginner's basic workout. You don't need supersets. You don't need the core. Everybody talks about core, which is kind of like just a trainer's way of, of making sure you keep paying them. You just need straight weight training, simple weight training. And walking, that's it. It's not complicated. But I would definitely research that. You're right. You don't want to just step into a gym. You want, And if you're going to get a trainer, make sure that trainer really knows what you're doing. You know, it's really important that they know what they're doing. Research them. Yeah. So I, you know, I love the simplicity of your approach, Bill. You know, get out and walk. Uh, drink more water. You, you know, the, yeah. you, you, you've got some core principles here, but 
and yes, we can make diet and exercise complicated, but, but I love just starting from the, you don't have to, <laughs> you know, just no, get, just I, get started with it. I, I tell people, if you want to get started, start by drinking water and moving a little bit, even if it's five minutes. And, and, and that's kind of what goes into when we talk about stress mastery. So we got the first two steps of diet and exercise, not the physiological, and then we go into the mental. So the third step of stress mastery is name your ego. And Name Your Ego is a tool that I've used for many years to help my clients to be able to see the voice in their head. My ego's name is Barry, and Barry is a talker. Barry is the one that tries to get me to take action against what I want. Barry's the one that's telling me, oh, you've done really good on your diet, Bill. Go ahead and have a cookie. And then the moment I eat the cookie, Barry's the same voice that tells me, why the heck did you do that? Now look at you, you loser. You might as well just quit the diet now. We'll start again next week. Happens to everybody. So, so, so we need to start, start talking about that, Bill. So it, it sounds a little weird to talk about naming your ego and yes. voice in your head and all of that. But I'm glad to know I'm not the only one who experiences the, yeah, go ahead, have the cookie. Oh, you fool. Why did you have the cookie conversation? And, and it's everything we do because if you think about it, what is the ego? The ego is your identity, people. It is the sum of the programs that you are holding in your subconscious mind. And those are the programs that you were given during tribalization. And so the sum of these programs are really going to determine the quality and the success you have in your life because they determine the frequency you live in. So if you have a lot of angry programs, you live in a low frequency. If you have a lot more of acceptance programs, you live in a higher frequency. So what's the advantage of giving a name to that? Because it, it, you start to separate it. So what happens, what drives our actions is our subconscious mind. And so if you, let's say you have a program in your subconscious mind that says every day at three o'clock you're stressed out and you need a candy bar. The voice will go off in your head and say, wow, it's three o'clock. We got to have a candy bar so we feel better. I have a candy bar every day at three. It's a habit, right? Mm -hmm. Well, what's driving you to do that is this little voice in your head that you don't even hear. Because what happens is by naming the ego, you create a break in the stream of the energy of the habit or the program activated. So if somebody is attacking you verbally, telling you, what well, you really didn't do a good job, Brock. Immediately, you're going to hear the voice in your head that want to fight. But yeah, yeah, funny thing. So even as you say that, Bill, like we're just having a conversation here and I know this is just an example, but immediately I start, you know, kind of feel the adrenaline rise. And that's because the voice, well, the ego wants, it's an entity. It wants to survive. And the ego, can, you weren't born with an ego, people. Not a single one of us was born with an identity. We weren't born with our name. We weren't born with our culture. We weren't born with our religion. We weren't born with our beliefs. They were all programmed and given to us. And if they don't serve you, the subconscious and the ego doesn't care if it serves you or doesn't serve you. It's programming. It's for survival. The programming is designed not to leave. So if you have a, 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 a program of fear and it goes off, the, you're going to hear the voice in your head tell you, Wow, don't do that. You know, I know that that we said we were gonna we were gonna stay on this diet, but don't do that because if you stay on the diet, the rest of the tribe is gonna get upset with you if you lose weight. And it's unconscious and the voice is in your head talking. So by giving it a name and giving it that, you separate you from this 
programmed identity. And it helps you to stay. You hear the power of now. You hear mindfulness. You hear awareness. Well, that's what it does. It gives you awareness because the moment you see the voice, you're present. That's what mindfulness is. So now if you can see the voice and it's telling you to eat the cookie, you have the power to say, no, 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 Barry. I'm not eating that cookie right now. I'm on this program. I'm doing well. I don't need the cookie. I'm going to go grab some almonds. See, it sounds simplistic because it is. And so that's that's what that particular uh, step does. Okay. Then, do you want me to go, yeah, keep going? Please, we have please. to preserve our time. So then step four is what's called the let go technique. So the program gets activated and you see it. So let's just use a, a, a program of guilt. Somebody guilts you right? Guilt is a very low energy. I always coach when I'm coaching and working with people. I use what is called Dr. Hawkins created what's called the map of consciousness. Zero, you're dead. 1,000, you're enlightened. And their survival energies go from zero to 175. Guilt is a 30 energy. It's really something that pulls down your entire energy of yourself, your frequency. So let's say somebody guilts you. You see the program go off. You hear your ego say, wow, I feel worthless. I feel like a failure because somebody's guilting you. You see that and you can stop. That energy is activated and then you, you see the energy and you ask questions. So the let go technique is a series of questions. The first question is, can I allow this energy? See, what you've done is by asking that simple question, You've gone from the red zone to the green zone. So as 30 is a guilt energy, you ask the question, can I allow this? It automatically takes you up to what's called the green zone energy of 200. You went from 30 to 200 and 200 is a courage energy. The next question you ask is, could I let this go? You see, I didn't say I was going to let this go. Something's activated. You're still watching it. But by asking that question, could I let this go? Saying yes. You now take your energy up to 250 neutrality energy. This is a flexible energy. You're not saying you would do it, but you're flexible. So now you've gone from 30 to 250. Then you ask, would I let this go? Well, now you're taking yourself up to a, a an energy of what's called willingness, 310 willingness. That's an optimistic energy. And you said, yeah, it's promising. I would. And then you next question is when? And you say now. And when you let that go, you go to what's called 350 acceptance energy. And that's the surrendered energy. As the moment you say that, all you do then is sit and watch the energy. What you're doing, and understand how powerful this is, what you're doing is actually releasing the program from the subconscious mind. It's an energy, you're releasing the program. So what does this mean? If you do this, and you do it enough, and you do it right, and you release the guilt program, nobody can ever make you feel guilty again. You can't feel guilty without the guilt program. That's what I call shift coaching. Very different from any coaching most people have because my idea is not for you to just get out of guilt. My idea is I want you to get rid of it. So nobody, so now the same thing can happen. The same person can say something to you, and you're like, wow, sorry, that's your opinion. Mm. But you can't feel guilt if you lose the program. So that's step four. And it's called the let go technique. And there's actually different levels of that technique as you advanced in shift coaching. 
And that brings us to step five, which is called the Green Focus Power Hour, which you've been doing for a while, Brock. I know that. Yeah. It, Focus- it, in fact, before we get into that, Bill, I just want to, you know, when you talk about the levels of, of energy, some of those numbers sound uh, a little bit random, you know, 245 to 310 or, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, now, more information, and I'm, I'm thinking way back in my memory banks, that's from a book called uh, Power Versus Force, right? Yes, that's one of his books. I would recommend him to do the last book. Um, oh my gosh, it's escaping his last book. He kind of went in where he was doing kinesiology testing. Now, I, I we do a whole show on Dr. Hawkins, by the way, because I actually started following him from his psychiatric career back in the late 80s. And I started following him before he did all this because he was the first doctor I saw that was using vitamins and taking people off sugar to treat their psychosis mm. and having success off the chart. That's how I started following him. And then he went in, he became a spiritual teacher. And so power versus force, he was using kinesiology testing to to create what he calls the map of consciousness. Why do I use this map? Please look it up and get it because I didn't invent it. It allows you to see where your energy is. For instance, if somebody says I'm negative, right? What does that mean? What are you feeling? Well, I feel guilt. Well, that's a 30 energy. What if somebody says, well, I'm negative, I'm angry. That's a big difference because that's a 150 energy. Mm. You see, that's why these energies are so important. And so what I've done with them is I've used them my whole career. For the last 12, I would say the last 20 years I've used them. I put the red zone energies are where you're stuck in a sympathetic nervous system. I separate it to the green zone energies when you're in a parasympathetic green zone area. So I separated the energies that way. And I created my programs based on those energies. And so... Dr. Hawkins, I think the book is called Let Go, if I'm not mistaken, but it's his last book he wrote before his death. But uh, although I will tell you, uh, his work is just amazing. You can look on YouTube and get all that stuff too. So it's Dr. David Hawkins. That's who you want want to look at. And so- so that's why I use this, by the way, because I want people to know where they're at. It's, it's awareness, right? There's a big difference between, oh, I'm positive. Well, where are you positive? And one of the things I do in shift coaching is to understand that everything in your life is dictated by what's called the law of mind. And so we've heard a law of traction, but it, that's a similar thing. But everything that you have in your life is you bring into your life. You attract it. Your energy and frequency you live in determines what you bring into your life. If you live in a negative frequency, you bring in negative events in your life. If you live in a positive frequency, you bring in positive, common sense stuff, right? Well, you can't change the frequency of your life until you change the frequency of your subconscious mind. And that's what stress mastery does. So if I get rid of that guilt program, I can't feel guilt. I can't feel that low energy anymore. I've just changed the frequency that I live in. All right. So this is a, I know it's a little deep, but guys, I'm telling you, it's just, it, I don't want to go too far. You got to stop me, Brock. You know, that's David's job. Stop me. I go too deep. And so, but, but it, it, it really is a very simple program and simple approach. And that brings us to the fifth step. The fifth step is we got to, so if you look at the first two steps are to manage it so we're in a green zone. Then you name your ego and let go is about creating awareness and releasing the program. We have to put new programs in. We have, our, our operating system is our subconscious mind and we have to program it, what we want in the subconscious mind. And that's what Green Focus Power Hour does. It's a series of six exercises that you do every morning and they're done in a specific order. And this order kind of creates a new programming. 
So that's what that's what that's designed to do. And so the the six exercise you read, you journal, you do a special affirmation, you do a special visualization exercise that we teach you, and, and so you then meditate, and all these are done for ten minutes, and then you exercise for ten minutes, and it's designed for you to start your day in a green zone, and so these first five steps of stress mastery are designed to get you to shift your frequency out of the survival low energies into the into the higher green zone energies. And then the last two steps, which is meditation. Meditation, you go much deeper after you build a foundation. Nobody can sit down and start meditating for an hour if they don't do the first five steps. It's impossible. And so they work in a progression. And then step seven is stress mastery. It's called finding the now. What does that mean? You no longer live life with stories in your head. You are now in control of the ego. You're in control of the voice. And most people don't realize that we live in stories. You go to bed angry with a story of why you're angry. You wake up angry with a story continuing from the next day. People carry stories for 50, 60, 70, 80 years. Stories that happened to them as a kid. This And stories are carried from the past. When you reach stress mastery, you live in a now. You no longer, you live in a different frequency. You're no longer carrying stories. So those are the seven steps that, that I teach in Stress Mastery. And do those have to be done in sequence? Can you start doing several of them together? How, do, how does that, I mean, do I have to get my diet totally in order before I start naming the ego or doing the green focus power? No, of, of course you can. don't have to do them in order. The one thing you will find though is, you see meditation is built into those first five steps. The first five steps are really your personal growth. If you don't have a good base of personal development and personal growth, it's very difficult to get spiritual development. That's what people, that's why people are seeking so hard, Brock, because they want peace. They want freedom. There's reasons they want this. It's deep values that we carry. And we can't get there without connection. So when I talk about connection, it's connecting your head, heart, and hand. So for entrepreneurs, you have to, you have to start with the head and that's your drive. You have to set, drive is set. Drive is something you set. How do you set the drive? You have to have clarity of what you want. You have to have a well thought out plan that's flexible. You have to set goals, which we call higher goals. And that's the way most people work. They set those and then they go to work. And so the challenge they have is they haven't connected to the heart. So if you're going from head to hand, which means you're setting your, your clarity plan and goals, and then you're working, the challenge is you're working in stress. It's connection to the heart. That's what stress mastery does. And that is the heart is focused. The heart has to be mastered. The heart is where you hold your true purpose. We don't hold our purpose in our head. We set our mission in the head, but you were born. Every single person was born with a distinct purpose. You discover that. It's also in the heart where you hold your higher values, not in your head. These are values that drive you through to higher levels of performance and, and everything you do. It's also in the heart where you where you hold your imagination and that's the biggest power of the heart is the imagination if you can the law of mind states what you think you create 
what you feel you attract, what you imagine you become. Imagination in a superconscious mind is through the heart. And when you're connected to the heart, you're present and you're in the now, you're in the green zone, you're in all those higher frequencies that we talk about. So connection, when we coach people in shift coaching, in wellness coaching, the first thing we have to do is get you connected head, heart, and hand. Because when you're connected to head, heart, and hand, the hand works in integrity. That is the key, is building the habit of integrity. And it's not integrity, Brock, of doing what you're telling somebody else you're going to do. It's integrity of doing what you say you're going to do. You set your plan, and the integrity, it drives you naturally, drives you into a focus and performance that I said I was going to do this, I'm doing it. It's a habit. And that's basically what, what stress mastery is. Well, Bill, I, this has been phenomenal. Um, I, I feel like we just had about a two-day workshop compressed into about 40 minutes. Um, and this has been great. So a couple questions to wrap up here. One of them is just simply, where can people find you? So my website is www.livingrightwithbillcourtright.com. The podcast is called The Stress Mastery Podcast. You just go into whatever, um, if you're on an iPhone, you go into iTunes, and you go in, if you're on a, um, the other devices, you just go into your store and you find it. It's, it's in there. It's a top, one of the top rated podcasts in that. And so, and you guys can reach me, um, and you guys can reach me personally because I answer all my emails, and it's Bill at livingrightwithbillcourtright.com. If you have any questions, any comments, please hit me up. Excellent. Excellent. And would again, when you're talking about questions, comments, I uh, would love for people to comment on on Twitter, you know, you know at Brock Edwards or within the within the website, uh, you know, in the show notes, that area. I never do a good job of describing that, but that's okay. People know what I'm talking about, I hope. And uh, anyway, so Bill, my last question for you before we wrap up here is like you have dedicated your life to uh, not only creating an optimal life for yourself, but really, truly trying to help others create an optimal life. And I want to turn that around a little bit. One of the things I, I like to ask my guests is, how can the world help you? How can the listeners help you move forward? So what my mission is, and I was saying that purpose is in the heart, but I've had three distinct missions in my lifetime. My first mission was to prove that diets didn't work. Early in my career, I want to do that. My second mission was to change the way medicine worked. And I built distinct medical clinics that changed the protocol of how medicine should be practiced. I call it medical wellness. Now my mission is to shift the planet. And really, for me, is by teaching the things that I'm teaching and talk. Like my coaching clients, they can actually take – I have – thousands of pages. I was coaching before they had coaches, Brock. They didn't even call them life coaches when I started coaching. And so I've been coaching a long time and uh, you can use all my stuff. There is nothing. You use it. Use it as much as you want. So what you guys can do for me is, is that, listen, share a little bit, share this podcast, uh, listen to our podcast and share it. Um, it's free. I just want to put the word out because people are suffering and they don't know. And I want, my mission is to create a shift in the planet. To create a shift in the planet starts with you as an individual. And so by sharing our stuff and you coming in and letting us help you, you following Brock, following Dan Walshman, following our guys, following the people, um, work on yourself each day. That's what you can do for me. Excellent. 
Bill, love it. We're going to end it right there. Thank you very much. Hey, thank you for listening to Imperfect Action today. Let me know what your favorite takeaway was. What what are you going to take from the show and put into action in your life right now today to help you move forward? Hit me up in the comments or on Twitter. I'm dying to hear how is this show helping you to move forward? Now, one of the things I want to mention was that today's episode was brought to you by Nutrafit. Now, I tried Nutrafit's whey protein supplement after meeting the founder and hearing about his journey and his commitment to quality. I like to support up and coming businesses, so I gave it a try and I was really amazed at it. Now, I've had a lot of different protein drinks, but what made Nutrafit different is one, that it mixes immediately, and also that the chocolate flavor actually tasted like chocolate. You know, so often they taste that like some kind of chemical engineering science project rather than just like food. And on top of that, Nutrafit has no artificial sweeteners, colors, or preservatives. Plus, it includes probiotics, and I find it to be easy on the stomach. Now, the true taste test of it all is that my teenage daughter even likes it. She often has a shaker cup in the morning just on her way to school. Now, there are a lot of supplement brands on the market, but I do want to mention that Nutrafit happens to be my personal favorite. And as a listener of Imperfect Action, you get 15% off of any order. When you're at checkout, after you've picked out your products, just use the code TAKEACTION. And that's written as one word, just take action at checkout. Now, my personal favorite, and I'm not trying to influence you here, but is the double chocolate whey protein. And you can order right on Nutrafit's website. That's N-U-T-R-I-F-I-T-T. There's two T's in there. So Nutrafit.net. And let me know what you think. Just a little, just a